Hey, it's Deacon here. I'm hosting a new workshop called Hiring Secrets to help you find the right people who will take your business to the next level. Join me live on April 6th, and I'll show you my biggest secrets and tools to building a high-performance team. Get all the details at deaconbradley.com, click the Hiring Secrets link in the menu, or check today's show notes for all the links you need. Now, let's get back to the podcast. There's really three big takeaways from this last season that I've been going through. Two of them are really good. One of them, lesson learned. Well, hello and welcome back to the Sharp Business Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Deacon Bradley, and I am coming to you. Uh, It's been a little while since I've been recording here, and I'm super excited to be back. Super excited to... I got a whole page of information here in front of you. I've actually already recorded the next two episodes before I'm kind of going back and doing this one. Uh, Because this one is really just kind of a... It's been maybe three, four months since I've been able to record. Where have I been? Well, we moved across the country. I'm set up now in my new home office. Uh, I've been kind of working on the mic sounds a little bit here because there's a little bit of office echo in the background you might notice i don't have any rugs in here yet i don't have anything hanging on the walls tends to be a little bit echoey i'm trying to dial that down as much as possible but uh, yeah the last few months have been there's been a lot going on so we've lived in austin for i met my wife in austin we both moved there after college lived there for about 18 years or so and we've got two young boys and it was, it was honestly, it was time for a change. It's time for a new adventure. Our boys absolutely love the mountains. And so we up and relocated to Denver. This whole process from idea to execution to totally new home was done in about a year, which if you know anything about me and how careful I am making decisions, how we, we've been joking within the family that uh, I actually put a little bit more research into the first flat screen TV we bought than this cross country move. But we're here now. I have unpacked the podcasting gear. I've got it sitting on an actual desk. So life is looking good for me. And I'm excited to share a whole bunch about what's been going on over the last few months, not just with me, but with my clients and business lessons and, and some really fun successes. Today, what I want to share is three big lessons. When I kind of got through the move, looked back over things, there were three things that really stood out to me that made this a success. Or, and one of them that kind of made things a little bit, probably more difficult than it needed to be. Lesson number one, don't fight the seasons. And this is a positive one. And I was grateful to Justice, my co-host who isn't on today, but really grateful to Justice when I first met Justice, Justice, I actually hired him as my coach. It was, I can't remember, maybe 2019-ish, somewhere around there. And we worked together for quite a long time, well over a year, maybe close to two years. And one of the, the lessons that I really kind of just took to heart that I learned through Justice comes from a book uh, about seasons. And l- let me look up what this is actually called here. It's been, I want to get this title actually right. (laughs) so I don't refer the wrong book. It's called the seasons of God. 
by Richard Blackaby. If I'm saying that right, B-L-A-C-K-A-B-Y. So the book's called The Seasons of God, and I highly recommend that you read this book, especially if you are a business leader, if you are in any kind of entrepreneur, because you know there are you know this is a roller coaster. Sometimes even within the same day, but certainly within a week, within a month, you're riding high, you're down low. And then if you zoom out even further, there are periods, for example, as we go into COVID, where business starts to look a little bit different. Maybe revenue starts to look different. And what I love about this book is that it's really about how God has designed the world and nature to work in seasons and how that actually applies to our lives. And so if there's a big lesson that I would take out of this right now, it's just to be aware that this is how seasons work, that the seasons are cyclical. There's not anything that you can do to prevent winter from coming, and there's nothing you can do to make spring come faster. As a business owner, the tendency is to instead of just riding with the seasons, we try to make it fall all the time. Autumn. Autumn is the time of harvest. That's when we're gathering, we're we're essentially reaping the benefits of everything that we've planted and sown over the previous seasons. And so as a business owner, we're constantly trying to make it like endless autumn. And that can be really stressful because, for example, my my business and my personal life, really every area of my life over this last season when I was leaving Austin, which was probably about a period of four or five months, it was winter for me. It's a time when things wind down. They come to a close. And if I had been fighting that, it would have been incredibly stressful. This book, this perspective, this understanding really helped me to just enjoy winter for what it is. And winter can, while, yeah, it sounds bleak, it sounds cold, everything's winding down, there can be a lot of fear in that. What this book helped me realize was that winter is also a time of rest. And so when you're in a winter season, like this season that I was going through, kind of winding down Austin, which was a business winter and a personal winter and like a leaving Austin winter, like all of these winters at the same time. The tendency would have been for me to just pedal harder, pedal faster, try to start new things, try to add new clients, try to do more and more and more, trying to turn winter into autumn. Instead, because of this perspective that I'm really grateful that justice brought into my life through this book, The Seasons of God, instead, I was able to recognize this for what it is. This is winter. And you know what? Winter is a time for me to rest. So stop pushing so hard. And so over the last few months has been a lot of rest for me. I dialed my my client load back to probably about 30% of what I'm capable of handling, what I usually handle. So I had a lot of time to rest. And a lot of that was by design and uh, because I knew the move would be distracting. I actually underestimated how distracting. But I dialed things back. I was like, you know what? This is winter. This is a time for rest for me. This is a time to spend more time with my family, less time trying to pedal faster and harder and, and turn it into autumn. And that's okay. The other thing that gives me a lot of confidence to be able to rest is this cycle of seasons. And so I know right after winter comes spring. 
And spring is a time of new beginnings. Uh, it leads really into summer right after that, after these new beginnings. Summer is when we're, we're toiling and we're working and we're building and we're, we're really doing all the work that creates that autumn harvest. And so this is a, a, just recognizing this and really embracing it has been instrumental into the amount of peace and energy and just rest and joy that I have experienced over this last kind of crazy season in our life as we're moving across the country. The second lesson that I want to share, and this is also a positive one, and this comes from me, my background as an operator, I kind of naturally operate like this, is this. Avoid what we call meta-stress with an information system. So meta-stress is, there's like the stress of having of like how many things have do you, would you have to do if you were to move out of your house over the next month? I mean, there's everything from packing to figure out how you're going to transport the stuff out to figuring out how you're going to transport the stuff to the next place that you're going. Oh, you have to figure out what the next place that you're going to is. Like there's a lot, a lot of to-dos and that's not even including the huge number of accounts that you have to disconnect and transfer and remember to turn off and all the stuff like that. So that anytime you have that much stuff, it creates stress. There's a lot to know. There's a lot to remember. There's a lot on your mind. Meta stress is, is, is almost like the stress that's created by having the stress. So let me say this another way. If you like it, you can, you know, that stress you feel when it's, when you're laying in bed at night and you're thinking, did I remember to do everything or was I supposed to schedule something or gosh, I feel like I've let something fall through the cracks. Like that is a, a symptom of meta stress. In other words, meta stress comes from endlessly worrying about everything because you don't have a system to capture, process, organize, and see it all in one place. To avoid this meta stress, you need some sort of information management system. And so, for example, I, I had a number of these that got us through this last season. There were, of course, like my business systems, those kept operating as normal, my, my to-do list, my note processing systems that I use in a professional capacity. But a lot of the stress in this last period was coming from outside of my business. It was coming from my personal life, from this relocation, like all of the things that needed to be done. And so, for example, I'm looking at a screenshot here of ClickUp because that was a tool that I was using professionally at the time. Uh, I, I still like this tool. I didn't don't mean to make it sound like I'm I'm not using it or I'm over the tool now. Uh, I'm a ClickUp fan if it's done correctly. And so, I actually organized my move inside a ClickUp. And there were, a, if you've ever used ClickUp, there's essentially a number of imagine just a number of projects in there. And so. I had a project for finding a house in Denver and we would put houses on this list that we liked, you know, we're each kind of browsing separately throughout the day. But then we, as my wife and I come together at the end of the day, we can look at this list and be like, here's one I liked, here's one I liked. And instead of going through this rework of going back into Zillow and trying to find the same ones, we had captured these onto a list. It was very easy to talk about them, hold them up, look at them and rate them when they're on this list. And so one of our information systems was, let's just track all of the houses here. Once we had a house under contract, then we had a whole other list. What all has to happen to get us across the finish line, close on this house, 
get utilities set up so that we can actually live there, uh, get actual access to the property that's in another state, by the way. That was a, a lot of lessons learned there. This is essentially this meta system allowed me to quit worrying about it, sit down with my realtor, sit sit down, study this once or twice, create the things that I know need to happen. And this is how it relieves meta stress. Because remember, meta stress is just worrying endlessly about everything because you don't have a system to capture, process, organize everything and see it all in one place. When you do have this system, it creates freedom. It creates relief. Because I no longer have to wonder if I'm forgetting something or if I'm going to show up in Denver and realize that I forgot to turn the water on and now our first night in the new house, we can't even flush a toilet. Like These are the types of things where it's like, okay, let's capture these all in one place and quit the meta stress. What I've noticed that most people do is they embrace the meta stress and they're just like, I just have to work harder and and just be spinning a thousand miles an hour. I'm just going to essentially increase my RPMs so that eventually I'll get all this stuff done. But in the meantime, they're just like a ball of stress and you can sense it from a mile away. Uh, I try to avoid it. (laughs) But if this sounds like you, if you're used to experiencing some portion of your life in this manner, a solution that I have found that has been tremendously effective is information systems so that you can quit worrying about everything. When you have an idea or you think of something, you have a way to capture it. And then you have a process later where you can process and categorize where that thing you captured goes so that everything gets onto the right lists and that you can stop worrying about whether or not you forgot something. So that's my second lesson here. Avoid meta stress with an information system. The third lesson here is, I mean, it's it's an obvious one. It's one that I knew going into this, but it was frankly a choice that I made. And I did experience negative effects of having made this choice. My lesson number three is, if you're a business owner, never Never stop marketing. I stopped marketing. You notice this podcast went away for a little while. I put my microphone in a box. I put my mixer in a box. It was my office was kind of in shambles. It was not a fun place to try to sit down and be creative and record. And so I was like, you know what? It's winter. I'm going to rest instead of marketing. Now, this kind of, you know, frankly, this was a decision that I made. What I would have done, if I could go back and do this again, I would find a way through the last two lessons that I just shared, just recognizing, hey, this is winter, so experience rest, connect with the family, enjoy this winter season for what it is, because spring is coming, and spring is a lot of work, and summer is even more work, so get your rest in now. I would have found a way to embrace that, and then combined it with a system to create and distribute marketing content in a way that worked really well, even if I was busy. Like, for example, when I sit down and record a podcast episode, I record this whole thing live. And so uh, I, I start talking, I press a button, and the music starts playing, and I talk over the music, and I, I enjoy the process of doing it live. And the reason that I do that is because 99% of the seasons of my life, that actually creates less work for me. 
There's no editing in post-production. As soon as I'm done recording this, I hit the record stop button. I export it and I upload it. It's There's no add-in music later. There's no add-in an intro, add-in an, an ending to the podcast. Like I just record those live. I love it. It saves me time and effort. But when I disassembled my office, I lost the ability to do that. And I didn't really have a system in place to do it in post-production, to edit it, to like go find the music and go record an intro. So one thing I could have done planning ahead was look at, hey, what is my life going to look like during this next season where I'm a little displaced, I have a little less time to do this stuff? What is important to my marketing and how can I be able to create even in the midst of this new season? So for example, I could have put together um, I could have put together an intro and outro and just slapped those onto recordings that I did, maybe even on my phone. Uh, I, I tried to do this later. It was frankly, it didn't go well because I'd already disassembled a lot of my office. Another really easy system that I could have put in place is just embracing Loom, the the video and screen recording software. And those are videos that I could have recorded on a laptop. I can record them on my phone or my iPad. You can record them anywhere even if your office is in shambles and your house has been packed into a box. With those recorded, I can publish them to YouTube. They could have become newsletter uh, newsletters that I published. Uh, they could have become social things like that, social posts. And I could have, instead of now going back through my notes and finding all of these lessons that through my work that I want to continue sharing with other business leaders like yourself, instead of now going back and like mining those, I could have continued to create the entire season because I had found a way to make it so simple that I can do it anytime, anywhere with the quality that I desire and continue putting stuff out into the world. Now, you probably know this, but I have a very high-level professional marketing background. I know this stuff inside and out. I know basically everything there is to know about email newsletters paid traffic, how content machines work, how media works. Like this is near and dear to my heart is something I have a huge amount of experience in. And this last segment that I shared is really, really not revolutionary. There's nothing new in it. But what I thought was interesting kind of looking back at this is it's not that there was some magical TikTok hack or something that I was missing from the season of my life to keep the marketing going. The thing that was actually missing was just a very clear intent and focusing in on the outcome that I want to create. What are the key activities that create that outcome? So for me, recording this podcast is one of my key activities. This creates conversations for me. When people come to work with me because they want to get out of the day-to-day weeds of their business, they want to scale their business, my best clients have been listening to this podcast. And when I offer a call to action at the end of it, it creates calls to action for people to contact me. Go to my website, click the Let's Talk button. Let's continue this conversation in a private coaching environment. So this is actually a key activity for me. The idea isn't for me to create everything and be everywhere all at once, like YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, like Twitter. Let me do every single platform. It's just find out what are the key activities and then create systems that make those activities easy for me to do. That's the part that I missed. 
it wasn't so much never stop marketing. It was identify the key activities of marketing for me, what drives my business, what drives my growth, and then put in place systems that I can do that easily, even in a season of my life where things are disrupted. And finally, as I close out here today, I want to share a lesson that my my very wise wife of coming up on 15 years shared with me and really opened my eyes to. And this is another one of those like, duh, things once you see it and look back. There's rarely this magical land of like relaxed deadlines, low stress, abundance of free time, all of these like things just lining up. Like that promised land that you're looking at, it rarely shows up. So stop waiting for this busy season to end. Stop waiting for this like busy period, these projects that you're working on. As soon as those things end, if your business is anything like mine and basically everyone else that I've ever worked with and known, there will be another busy season right behind it. Don't wait for those to start organizing your life. Don't wait for those to end to start organizing your workflow. Design now for the season that you're in and just enjoy it. That's what this post is really all about. This last season that I have been through, which was a winter for me, a winter in Austin, a winter in my business as I scaled things back, some intentionally, it it brought new ideas. It brought inspiration. And it brought new connections that were unexpected. And now that I'm resettled in Denver here, it's spring. My core service has been reshaped and we're building new things. And and it's it's been an incredible spring. And I'm really looking forward because I know that summer is right around the corner. So whatever season you're in, please enjoy it. And thanks for joining me again. I've got some new podcast episodes coming up. If there's anything that you want to hear about, there is a place in your business where you feel stuck. You're trying to grow and you're thinking, how am I ever going to get over this hump when so much depends on me? If I walk out the door, things stop growing. You sound like my favorite types of clients to work with. So if that sounds like you, I would love to offer you a coaching experience. Come find out. Come let me look behind the doors of your business. Let me see what I can see, see what I can find. And let's fix this together. One of my favorite things to do, head on over to my website, deaconbradley.com. Click the Let's Talk button. Tell me about your business and we'll connect from there.